Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Twas the Night Before Christmas. I'm Abby Taylor, and if you're listening on ACB Media 5, I certainly hope that you'll stay with me for the next hour as we talk about Christmas Eve family traditions. And then uh, close to the end of the hour, I will be reading that poem that this program is named for, Twas the Night Before Christmas by um, Clement Moore. So um, for those of you who are in Zoom, I'm going to ask Cindy, my host, to please tell us everything we need to know about participating in a Zoom meeting. And while she's doing that, be thinking of your holiday traditions because you will be able to raise your hands and talk about those traditions. So, Cindy, why don't you give us the particulars, please? Cindy? Okay. Well, to raise your hand. This is the other Cindy, oh, but okay. to raise your hand, uh, if you're on a computer, it's Alt-A. If you're on a Mac, it's Control uh, okay. or Command-Shift-A. If you're on a phone, it's Star-9. And if you're on your uh, iPhone device, it is in under the More button. And then you can, I said uh, command, I'm sorry, I did it wrong. See, I haven't done it in a long time. It's well, I alt- am unmuted now. All right, do you want to say how to raise, now. it's okay, raise your hand. I don't know where you left off. I'm sorry, I didn't realize I had <laughs> it's okay. myself. It's all right, <laughs> Alt-Y to raise your hand on the computer and command, shift, is it Y? Yes. Option Y. Option, Option y. y, thank you. Yeah, I knew that was wrong. Thanks, Ray. And then, uh, to mute and unmute, it's Alt-A uh, on the regular computer, Command-Shift-A on a Mac. In the lower left-hand corner on your iPhone, it's star six if you're on a phone. And now- All right. Well, thank you, Cindy, Cindy, and Ray. That was very helpful, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm so, sorry. Do we- I apologize. Oh, it's not a problem. Do we, by any chance, have any raised hands? Uh, no, you do not. Nope. No, yes, you do. Has- no, yes, you it's do. Adventure. You have Phil Jones. Okay, Phil, go. go right ahead. Oh, well, Which, good evening and Merry Christmas to everybody. And I cannot think of any better way than spending Twas the Night Before Christmas with my friends in the ACB community. I love you all. And um, I know what this is about. Uh, and when I was growing up, my family didn't exactly have a uh, Christmas Eve tradition as such, uh, except for one. Uh, what we would do on Christmas Eve... Right before we went to bed, we would open some of the presents underneath the tree that had been sent to us uh, by friends and relatives. And it was kind of preparing our way for Santa, you know, getting us all ready for Santa the next morning. And when I say next morning, I mean, I don't mean like uh, 7 or 8 o'clock. I mean, anywhere between 1 a.m. and 5 (laughs) a.m. Get up and and, uh, just really see what Santa had brought us and... We also got stockings, too, just full of uh, candy and nuts and things of that nature that we could usually find under the bed when we got up. And it was just all exciting to us. And I remember Christmas Eve just anticipating and just, oh, just hardly being able to sleep or do anything else 
but it was just fantastic and it just, it just just brought back such wonderful memories just thinking about that oh well thank you thank you for sharing well, uh Abby, do we have you any have yes you have severalized hands cindy go for it unmute okay cindy go for it all right can you hear me Yes, absolutely. All right. <clears throat> so one of the traditions that our family had and that I passed along to my, when I had children, was uh, on Christmas Eve, uh, after church service, we would open one gift and it was always a brand new pair of pajamas. <laughs> and uh, we all knew what it was going to be, but uh, then we got to go to bed in really cozy, brand new, spanking new pajamas. Oh, that's so, great. <clears throat> Um, that nice. was one. And then, of course, always making sure that we put out cookies and milk for Santa. That was, you know, definitely an important one. And if when my daughters were little, I would find one gift, a family gift that they could open. It might have been a VHS video of movie of some sort or a game, but something that we then could do uh, that evening. So. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome, Cindy. Thank you for sharing. And who, who's next, Cindy? Okay. Oh, there's Cindy. Mr. Cabell, Ray, you may unmute. Oh, Ray, right. go right ahead. Abby, it is so good to finally talk to you. I've uh, heard a lot about you and out there in and, Wyoming. You know, I might have talked to you. Uh, weren't you with the technology help desk at one point? I think, and, I think we did cause talk. Because I, I called you, you helped me with an issue, and I first got my computer back in 2005. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yes. Yeah, 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 that's probably where I was uh, heard your name. But anyway, um, so uh, I got a couple of things to share. Just a quick sure. bit of background though, um, my maternal grandparents were divorced uh, even before I was born. And um, that that plays in a little bit. The best part about that was that there, we got we got like four gift openings in my family. So that was pretty good. But um, so on Christmas Eve, um, and we would go uh, to my grand, my maternal grandfather's house and, and he had remarried and he the, the woman he remarried had a son who was blind. And so we would all go to their home and we would have Swedish supper. My mom was Swedish and they were Swedish and we would have, oh, cinnamon stick beans and head cheese and uh, meatballs and uh, the different Swedish foods that we would have. I hated head cheese. <laughs> that, that was not one that I really got into, but the rest of it was all really good. Um, and uh, then Tom, uh, this uh, woman's son that uh, my grandpa had married, remarried to, uh, he would play Christmas carols on the organ for us. And that actually kind of inspired me to take organ lessons in my teens. And, uh, stuff he would do that and then we would all open gifts there and then sometimes after that we would go to late night church service uh they were lutheran so we would go to lutheran church around 11 o'clock or so and and have uh, services and that didn't always do that and then we'd go home and then the next morning my brother and i would get up and uh, like early before mom and dad and they always left some gifts open you no know, toys or something so we could get out and start playing with them and stuff like that uh, i remember one year uh, my folks gave me a new tape boy it was the biggest thing to get a tape recorder and what my mom had done was recorded our my school christmas program on it that was really special and so uh, and when I when I married, uh, when Karen and I married, um, I got into a neat tradition with her family. And her family was um, 
my sister-in-law, Pat, her birthday is on Christmas. And so yeah. what um, Karen's mom and dad always did was her Pat had a separate birthday party. So Christmas Eve night, we would go to their home and we would have leg of lamb, mashed potatoes, broccoli casserole. It was always the same meal because that's what Pat wanted. And yeah. uh, we would have that and we would um you know sit over there and have uh you know have the birthday party and then the next day uh as she will be tomorrow pat uh, my sister-in-law will would entertain on christmas and so mm -hmm. um that was kind of some of the christmas eve memories that i have um and i just want to wish everyone in the acb family a very merry christmas and hope that um, whatever you're doing please stay safe please stay healthy and um uh, we'll talk to you down the road. Thank you. Well, thank you, Ray. All right, who's next, Cindy? Okay, Beth, you may unmute. Hi, Beth. All right, hello. There she is. Hi, everybody. Hello. Hey, Merry Christmas, everybody. And I just wanted to share that my mom was a great cook. And she, my dad was of Italian descent, and she would always do foods that, Grandma, who I never got to know, but Grandma on Daddy's side would make, and my mom carried on the tradition after Grandma died. And oh my gosh, she would do homemade bread. She would do, uh, I think one of them was spaghetti and clam sauce. We had an antipasto, which was Italian meats and cheeses, and this was on Christmas Eve. And oh, it was so good, and the smells coming from the kitchen, oh my gosh. And then Mom would do some, you know, pies and things, but the special Christmas Eve was the spaghetti and clam sauce, and it was the the um, uh, Italian meats and cheeses. Oh, that was so good. So I just wanted to share that and make everybody hungry. Thank you. Oh, definitely. Thank you, Beth. Yeah, yeah. That's great. Okay, who else do we have? Okay, um, Judy, you may unmute. Hi, everyone. Hello, Judy. Um, Hi. Can you hear me? Yes, mm -hmm. absolutely. Okay. Um, I wanted to share that um, on Thanksgiving night, and we'd go to my grandmother's, which was about 40 miles away. And then on the way home, my dad would drive past our house and go downtown so we could see all the city lights, which was, it wasn't a big city, but back then people used to string lights from one side of the street to the other. So to us, it was a big deal. It wasn't much compared to the lights today, but we just thought it was wonderful. And um, and all the stores had de had um, decorated their windows, and and we didn't get to go shopping much because my parents would be shopping for our gifts. So <laughs> so we got to see the outside, anyways. And um, just that was like the start of christmas you know and all the excitement and i always remember going to see those at night and that was one of my favorite memories okay well thank you for sharing judy uh -huh. who else do we have who else do we have uh right now we don't have anybody but i will we tell you you have quite a few people in the audience Okay, well, I don't want to have to just start calling on people. I know that's what uh, Patty and Tori do in their group, but we're not going to do that if at all possible. So I will just tell you about my traditions. Um, my mother always made oyster stew on Christmas Eve. Mm. 
And um, well, what it was basically was it was a, a basic just a potato soup that we kids ate because she thought the oysters might be too rich for us. And so we ate the potato soup and then the adults had the, the soup and then it had their portions had the oysters in it. And I'm not sure exactly if she had them on the side and then people just put it, I don't remember who did that or just, or just dish it up and then just put the oysters like on top of their portions and their bowls or whatever. So we had that for supper. And then we did a variety of things. When we lived in Tucson, Arizona, we didn't do a whole lot. We maybe would sing Christmas carols together or we would, you know, maybe watch a movie or, you know, Christmas something on TV. But after we moved here to Sheridan, Wyoming, and my father took over my grandfather's coin-operated machine business, one of his employees lived in the next block, a block west of where we lived. And they, every year, they had a Christmas party on Christmas Eve. And so we got friendly with them, and they invited us to come to their house. And so we would, after we ate dinner, and this was actually by this time I was in high school or, you know, uh, junior high and high school. So I was a bit older and then maybe a bit too old for Santa Claus, but I still believed in a way. But anyway, so after supper, then we would bundle up and we'd all go, we'd walk up the next block and we'd be singing along the way. And then we'd get to their house and we'd stand in front of their front door and we'd sing to them and, you know, they'd open the door and let us in. We'd spend some time there visiting with them, all their family and some friends were there. We had a good time. Of course, at first, you know, when I still sort of believed in Santa Claus, I was concerned that if we stayed there too long, Santa Claus was going to come and we wouldn't be home and so we wouldn't get any gifts. <laughs> so, but, you know, as I grew older and, you know, and realized uh, you know, the truth, and it, was, it wasn't that much of a worry, but it was always fun. And then, of course, at the end of the night, when we were all in our pajamas and we'd hung up the stockings, uh, and especially when we were younger, my brother and I were younger, we would snuggle on the couch with my dad, who would read us, "'Twas the Night Before Christmas.'" And he, my father was involved also in community theater. In fact, I think he and my mother might have been actors on Broadway if I hadn't come along. I was born in New York City back in 1961. So, uh, but he had a, he was a great actor and he did a wonderful narration of this book. And, uh, and of course, may he rest in peace. Now, I'm sorry that he is not here to witness this, but anyway, um, we, you know, it was it was just an, and and we always enjoyed, you know, having him read that read us the book. And so I was thinking about that recently, and I thought, hey, that's something I could do with ACB community. I could, you know, we get everybody to talk about Christmas memories and then read read the poem. And so that's how I came up with the idea. And so I'm, uh, and, and that that's why I'm doing this. So, well, what about uh, Cindy or Cindy or? Uh, Debbie, if you're still available, okay. do you have any Deb traditions you'd like to share? Deb has her hand up. Oh, yeah. Deb. Okay, yeah. Deb. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, I, this is kind of an interesting discussion for me, and I'm really glad to hear you carrying your family's tradition forward into a, a different form, because I think that that's really important. And I've kind of done that, too. So, my family really didn't have, if, if it weren't for a little later in my life, I wouldn't have anything to report because my family really didn't have any Christmas traditions that I wanted to carry forward. It wasn't that I don't have a great family because I do, but we didn't do Christmas very well. So, so I was never, um, too excited about it. I mean, I like to get gifts and, and we did need 
programs when I was a kid at church and stuff. You know, it was great. But, but I never, you know, here it comes again kind of thing. So... Uh, when I was an adult, and actually I I was had been an adult a long time, my best friend moved from Florida to uh, work for Social Security here and live with me. And so she arrived, and she said, um, as soon, she came like in June, and about October she announced to me, well, what are your Christmas traditions? Uh, well, we don't have any. Well, she said, we have to have Christmas traditions. If I am going to have to be here a lot of Christmases, because she usually went home to see her family on Thanksgiving when we got more time off from work. So um, so she said, if I'm going to be spending Christmases with you, <laughs> we have to have some Christmas traditions. So I-, I will tell you that I, after the first couple of years, I nixed the live tree tradition. That didn't work out so well at our house. And <laughs> it was really hard to get all those needles out of the carpet after it died right so no live tree tradition but we did do other things and the one that has carried on and that i still carry on today is about the christmas music so we started out on christmas eve every year and we played uh all of the christmas music we had now the funny piece of that was we always spent uh christmas eve and christmas day at my parents house about 40 miles away And when we had our Christmas music on CD, we didn't have one of them on CD. We didn't have the Elvis Christmas album on CD. We had it on cassette. I mean, later we fixed that, but we had it on cassette for years. So the part of the tradition was that instead of going directly from my parent to from work to my parents house which would have been the logical thing because work was between our house and my parents house we had to come home according to my roommate and play the Elvis CD which we actually didn't even <laughs> like that much Elvis cassette rather we had to come home and play the Elvis cassette and then we could go down to my parents and we took all the rest of the CDs and we played them and we had to play them all and all this kind of thing and um and she wanted the songs in a particular order, so I had to keep switching the CDs back and forth. Oh, it was fun, though. And so we did this from actually 1990, or I guess 1989, to 2004. And that was the year that I started uh, uh, doing some broadcasting on on what is now ACB Media, but was in those days ACB Radio. And so uh, I started in December, and people said, well, what are, what are you going to do? And I said, well, I'm going to do our Christmas thing on the air like we've always done it. <laughs> it's going to be so much easier, too. And, and so it was. And so that is something that I have actually done every year um, in the live form, I mean, in the just the off-the-CDs form from 1989 to 2004. And then, unfortunately, my friend passed away in 2009. But my commemoration of her is to do my big Christmas thing thing every year we i usually we used to do it always on christmas eve and now i do it on the sunday before christmas because that's when i regularly would broadcast but but i do it still and um and i think it's really important to me to retain it and even though it's changed form um it's it's definitely a, a very big important part of my christmas and really the the most um you know, valuable tradition that I've, that I've actually carried forward. 
Well, Debbie, it's interesting that you should mention Christmas music. When I was growing up, we listened to a lot of Christmas music during the season, but rarely on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. It seemed like we were always doing something else. And so we had a lot of Christmas re- music records. Uh, myself, we had, uh, well, our family, we had, you know, the LPs. We had like the Julie Andrews Christmas. That was one of my favorites. We had the Robert Shaw Chorale and a couple of other uh, different Christmas records that we listened to when I was growing up. So it's interesting that you should mention that. I got me to thinking about that. Do we have any any more hands, Cindy? Yes, you do. Nora? Oh, wonderful. You want to unmute? Go right ahead. There you go, Nora. Uh-oh. Oh. Come on, Nora. Take your time, Nora. She it's knows. okay. Oh, she's, she's good. She, there she goes. There she is. Okay. I'm fine. Yeah, hi. Anyway, we have a topic uh, showing what we do on what we do on Christmas. Or, on Christmas Eve. What did you do uh, on Christmas Eve? Well, normally on Christmas Eve, lately, I've been just by myself and just listening to Christmas music or navigate doing that and or coming on community calls on Christmas Eve if you're, you know, really good programs and I like listening to, again, I like listening to Christmas music or I listen to my Christmas tree like music <laughs> and, and that's what I do when on Christmas Day we get together with my family and have a good time and open presents early morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds great. So you didn't open any Christmas presents on Christmas Eve, just Christmas morning, right? We open them Christmas yeah. Day yeah. morning. Okay, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. I do, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. All right. Well, that sounds Thank good, you. Nora. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing. Any anybody else? Are you very uh, mm-hmm. No, ma'am. No. Okay. All right. Well. Um, and, and anybody who has spoken before, if you have another any other memories of Christmas Eve that you want to share, please feel free to get your hand up. Um, I actually happen to have an oh, excerpt. That one. Huh? Oh. oh, good. Great. Okay. Ray must have another memory. There you go, Ray. Ray. Go, go for yeah. it. Oh, oh man. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, so um, the other thing I was going to mention about uh, Christmas Eve, too, was that um, uh, when... I think it was before I got before I got married. Um, my folks would um, I would go you know to visit my folks on Christmas Eve, and uh, we would go to. We always went. We, we went to late service a few times, but we didn't always do the late church service thing very much. Um, but um, uh, so we'd go to like the four o'clock service. We were I grew up Methodist, and uh, we would go to the four o'clock service. That was a little bit more our speed. But like I said, we did the late service uh, one time. Now, when I when I married uh, and the Karen's family, and they're Catholic, so um, I remember um, it was like one of the first years after we were married, or something like that. I I, I said uh, we were talking about Christmas and and, and midnight mass, and I said. What time is midnight mass? <laughs> it actually is at midnight. So, and I, and yeah. we, we didn't do that very many. We didn't do that very many times because that is awful Watch late. By the time we did midnight mass once, and uh, over here at uh, one of the local churches, but uh, that's awfully late to be out. And, uh, oh yeah, I agree with you. And stuff. Yeah. And, 
When I, think, I was younger, maybe, but not now. <laughs> yeah. And, and the other Christmas tradition, it's not really Christmas Eve related, but um, it was Christmas morning. Um, my, my, paternal grand, my paternal grandmother's, that's where we always went for breakfast. And, uh, and, that, um, and one more thing back to Christmas Eve. I'm sorry to jump around here. No, that's um, all right. When in the, uh, the record low for Christmas Eve here in Chicago today is minus 25. It was back in 1983. Oh. I remember that very well because um, I think, yeah, that my grand my grandpa's health had declined, so we weren't going to his house anymore, of course. But um, we um, uh, he was in the hospital, and oh, I remember that. It was uh, it, it was so funny because in '82, the year before that, it was so warm on Christmas, like in the '60s. I went out and. I grew up on a farm, and I went out and did my chores with no coat on. And then the next year, we had this minus twenty-five stuff, and it was uh, it was awful. I still remember. Gee, I wonder if Dad's gonna be able to get the car started so we can go to church and then go visit Grandpa at the hospital. So uh, it was it, it was minus twenty-five is very cold, folks. So just oh uh, yeah, just, just just saying. So uh, anyway, thanks for letting me get in for a second time. Oh, it's not a problem, Ray. Thank you so much. Do we have any other hands, Cindy? Yes, you have another second timer, Phil. You may have you. Hey, Phil. Yes, indeed. Thank you all. And I'm telling you, this is this is fun. This is really fun. And I, sometimes on Christmas, uh, our family uh, would be going in different direction on Christmas Day. So sometimes we got together on the uh, Christmas Eve evening, and uh, we would have a big. Uh, dinner then and have a present opening and all of that it'll be a lot of fun and i remember one year in particular when uh my uh uncle and uh, his new bride came to visit us visit us on christmas eve and christmas day we got the whole uh family together on christmas eve and we had so much food i remember my my new aunt was just marveling and, the amount of food we had, my mother just loved to cook when she had a house full of people to cook for. So we had just so much food. And my uncle says, well, look, uh, can we have seconds and thirds and fourths if we need them? And, <laughs> and we just had a great time together. We had drawn names for presents. That's the way we did it that year and some years uh, before and after. And um, we just had a great time that evening. And I got the television, portable television, Christmas that year and that night started the tradition of watching you know the midnight mass and all that didn't have to go out any place we could not just stay home and watch it and then the next day we had another Christmas dinner with my aunt and uncle before they left but it was just one of the most memorable Christmases I ever had okay well thank you thank you Phil for sharing any other hands Cindy okay Judy, you may unmute. Okay, Judy. Okay. Um, I just this wasn't really tradition, but it was something funny that happened one year. My parents moved into um, moved into our first house. I think I was seven, and it was a very old house. It was about eighty years old in um, a fixer upper, but we hadn't been in it that long. And my parents' best friends who beat us because their their house was built in the seventeen hundreds. <laughs> So um, so they came over on Christmas Eve and um, 
the attic door, I don't know what you call it, the little latch that goes into the wood, it was just um, had broken off over the years. And since we hadn't been in there that long, we didn't know how loose the door was and how much wind came through the eaves in the attic. So um, sometime during the night, that door blew open. And, and I think us and the kids probably had gone up there because whenever there was a lot of kids in the house, they usually sent us to the attic or the cellar because <laughs> we've got so, <laughs> got so noisy running around and stuff. So um, we would probably been up there and came down and the door wasn't closed. And we didn't know yet that a bat lived up there. So... Um, so all of a sudden in the middle of the night, he just came down and he just flew all through the living room and the kitchen. And and so everyone but my father and his friend, um, so there was probably five or six of us kids and my mother and, and, the, and um, her friend Louise, we all ran into the pantry and shut the door. <laughs> it was quite a big pantry, but not for that many people. <laughs> left oh, I bet. And the men had been drinking a bit. <laughs> it was quite a funny <laughs> night to then figure out how to catch it. And over the years, my dad became an expert. You have, you have to get a big blanket and do it that way because they're very hard to sneak up on. <laughs> <laughs> they have some kind of radar, like um, like a radar signal, and you can't really sneak up on them because they emit like a beeping. And as soon as it's interrupted with anything moving around them, they just, they can, they can, they know. So they're very hard to catch. But that's something they always remembered. It was a very exciting Christmas Eve. <laughs> well, that's interesting. Thank you for sharing, Judy. Uh -huh. Do we have any other hands? No, ma'am. Okay. Well, it's interesting. Ray was talking about going to church. My family wasn't that religious. But uh, the one year we did end up all going to church was uh, I was an adult at the time and I was working as a registered music therapist in a nursing home. And one of the supervisors that I worked with after she left her position at the nursing home, she started a church choir or a, a children's choir at a local Catholic, Catholic church. And she asked me if I would work with her, you know, play the guitar and, you know, and accompany the kids. And so I ag agreed to do that. And we, our little children's choir was planning to sing for luckily not the midnight mass but i think it was the six o'clock mass at the church and so of course my family especially since uh wanting to you know be supportive of me and be there to support me agreed to go to mass and of course not only the, the children sing but she wanted me to sing oh holy night and so i uh, as a solo because she liked my voice and so um i did that and and my family went and uh, my brother was home from college and he told me later, oh my gosh, I was so embarrassed. I'm glad I didn't see him do it at the time, but he went up there. He got in line for the communion, even though he's not Catholic. And he actually went through there and he, he told me that he took you know, one of the wafers and, and whatever else that he had to do, even though he wasn't Catholic. And I thought, oh boy, I'm glad I didn't see that. Oh, oh my brother, little brothers, you know, that you, you think they love you and then they turn around and embarrass you. <laughs> oh, that was funny. But anyway, so that's, that's another memorable Christmas Eve for me. So did that inspire any more hands or? 
Well, you have a few new newbies. I don't know if they're going to all know what's going on. Oh, you know, why don't you go with you know. Yes. Well, if you're, yeah, if you're just joining us, um, this is Twas the Night Before Christmas. We are talking about Christmas Eve family traditions. And so if you would like to share yours, please raise your hand. Cindy, why can you go over the the hand raising procedure again? In case yeah, people don't I think know how you're to do okay, it. actually. I think most people think, know yeah, how to do that. Yeah, all these people that have joined yeah. all do know. Yeah. Uh, oh, they all, they are aware. Okay. Yes, I wasn't there's sure. Nobody. Okay. I'm There's, okay. All right. We don't want it because we don't want to leave anybody out. Right. Okay. All right. So no raised hands as yet. So what I did, what I have, since we do have oh, a little one. time, I'm sorry, what? You have a hand raised. One hand. Team. All right. Perfect. Okay. 505, Erica 505 and 638. It's Beth. Beth. Yes. I, I kind of thought it was, but I'm not 100% familiar with that. That's the other Beth. Beth. This is New Mexico, Beth. Okay. Yeah. Welcome, New Mexico, um, Beth. Oh, welcome. Who's that? What's Beth, I'm Abby. I'm Abby Taylor. I'm I'm the one who's trying to run this shindig. <laughs> well, I'm Abby Taylor. Abby welcome, from, and I'm from welcome, Sheridan, Abby Wyoming. from Oh wow, from Wyoming. Oh, okay. My uncle used to live in Wyoming. We used to go to um, Christmas Mass, um, Christmas Midnight Mass. Ooh, and it used to be cold, too. Oh, oh I bet. <laughs> Not as cold as it is in Wyoming, but um, sometimes um, I would go with my brother and stuff like that. Or, or you know, we'd go with my grandma. It was so funny. One of the last times we went to um, Christmas Eve Mass was uh, when my brother was, well, the last time that he was alive, my my daughter was about five years old, my oldest daughter. So she, she was listening to this, you know, they were singing that Gloria, you know which one? Uh, is it the Vivaldi Gloria? Uh, yeah. Or is it, uh, or was it? Oh, angels we have heard on high. I know. Okay. Yes, I know what's. So she busts out yes. with. They're singing that the wrong way, Mom. She starts off with Gloria. I think they got your note, you know. And the people oh, in front of us oh, were no. laughing, you know. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, no, it's not that. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I, yeah, and I think I know what you're talking about. There was a song back in the '80s that was popular in college called "Gloria." It was by Laura Branigan, I believe. Yeah, yes. so yeah, yeah, that one. Oh my gosh! Wow! Well, I'm like, oh no. Well. You know, and some people do write parodies to these holiday carols. I'm surprised some of you didn't write one for for that particular carol. That would have been interesting, I guess. I don't know how that would have, what it would have been done. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, we used we used to do the Christmas mass, and then um, and then we'd come home, and some of the grown ups would play cards and stuff like that. Maybe some of us wouldn't get to bed till like six in the morning, and then oh by then the goodness. kids would be up. Wow. Well, um, that could have might have been interesting. Might have put a a, a crimp in Santa Claus's plans, I suppose. Huh? Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah. 
Well, that's interesting. And Thank we, you. Thank we uh-huh. would we would eat pozole, you know, when we were playing cards and stuff like that. And oh, wow! Oh, it was delicious. You know what that pozole. is, don't you? Hominy. Hominy. Oh, hominy? With, oh no, I've never. Yeah, heard but of they that. make it with with red chili and pork and stuff like that, and or they make it with something called menudo, which is beef tripe, and that is very good too. Well, that that does sound interesting. Yeah. Okay. And then the kids well, would wake up and open their presents and stuff. It was mm-hmm. really good. Okay. <laughs> well, that that's good. Well, I'm glad they were able to. I kind of wonder though. You have an all night party. What's going to happen with Santa Claus? But I'm glad it worked out. That's terrific. Great. Yeah, we used to tell him. Oh, he probably came when we were at mass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, Cindy, okay. do we have any other raised hands? No, ma'am, but as soon as I say that, somebody's going to raise their hand. Like yeah, they that's do. true. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, I don't know that I ever remember that we stayed up all night on Christmas Eve because, because we, even when we were adults, you know, we got to bed early. Uh, so, all right. Uh, still no hands? No, ma'am. Oh, Merry okay. Christmas. Well, Merry Christmas to you too, Judy. Well, since we have some time and no hands, I have an excerpt from my novel that I will share with you. This is my latest book. It's um, it's it's called Why Grandma Doesn't Know Me, and this book is about a grandmother in a nursing home suffering from Alzheimer's who, during a moment of lucidity tells her teenage granddaughter a secret, a family secret. And the girl, not knowing what else to do, tells her parents. And in the course of the book, the family is dealing with this in the time between Halloween and Christmas. So this short little teaser I'm going to read to you is an excerpt from, is a scene on Christmas Eve when the family gets together and opens just, each person opens just one present. And now this part, this book is is told uh, from different points of view of the different characters. There's Daryl, the father, who is telling who is telling this part of the story that I'm going to read. His wife Marty, and then there's his sixteen uh, year old daughter Natalie, and his ten year old daughter Sarah, and then his parents. And those are all the characters that are in this excerpt. I'll, I'm just telling you that much, so you'll know what's what here. So this is his excerpt from. Why Grandma Doesn't Know Me. That night, as we usually did on Christmas Eve, we went to the early evening mass, then ate a late supper of homemade oyster stew. Marty had inherited the recipe from her mother and perfected it over the years. After supper, we all gathered in the living room where we would eat where we would each open just one gift. I want to open the one from Natalie, said Sarah. She searched among the packages and gift bags under the tree and soon found it. The week before, Marty, Natalie, and I had bought the tree and decorated it, and Sarah hadn't seemed to mind that we'd done this without her. Well, kitten, you might as well go first, said Dad. Sarah sat down between Natalie and me on the couch and tore into the present with gusto. I glanced across the room at Marty, expecting to see her grimace, since she liked to save wrapping paper. But for once, she only smiled. 
Sarah must have read my mind, for she said, Oops, I'm sorry, Mom. I promise I'll be more careful with my other presents. It's all right, honey, said Marty. What's in there, said Mom. Show us. And that's all I'm going to read. If you want to know what's in the present or why Sarah missed the tree decorating, you'll need to read the book. And why Grandma Doesn't Know Me um, is available right now. It's not on Bard. It is on Bookshare. It is on Bookshare, but it is only, otherwise it's only available for Amazon and Smashwords in accessible formats from Smashwords and the Amazon in print and key and, and ebook format and the Kindle format on Amazon is text to speech enabled. So you can you you have those ways of finding it. So did we get any hands, Cindy? And say no, ma'am. Still no hands. No, well, everybody's waiting to hear the rest of that book. Well, you know what? It is a little early, but let me go ahead and we'll do the reading of Twas the Night Before Christmas. And then if we have more hands, we can have some discussion before we wrap things up. Whoops. Uh, so let me get back over here to my other file here. So the, the version of Twas the Night uh, Before Christmas that I found on Bookshare comes with a really neat introduction that I thought you all would like. So I will read that first. And then I will read uh, the poem. <clears throat> All right. Introduction. Amid the many celebrations last Christmas Eve, in various places by different persons, there was one in New York City, not like any other anywhere. A company of men, women, and children went together just after the evening service in their church and, standing around the tomb of the author of A Visit from St. Nicholas, recited together the words of the poem which we all know so well and love so dearly. Dr. Clement C. Moore, who wrote the poem, never expected that he would be remembered by it. If he expected to be famous at all as a writer, he thought it would be because of the Hebrew dictionary that he wrote. He was born in a house near Chelsea Square, New York City, in 1781, and he lived there all his life. It was a great big house with fireplaces in it, just the house to be living in on Christmas Eve. Dr. Moore had children. He liked writing poetry for them even more than he liked writing a Hebrew dictionary. He wrote a whole book of poems for them. One year, he wrote this poem, which we usually call Twas the Night Before Christmas, to give to his children for a Christmas present. They read it just after they had hung up their stockings before one of the big fireplaces in their house. Afterward, they learned it and sometimes recited it, just as other children learn it and recite it now. It was printed in a newspaper, then a magazine printed it, and after a time, it was printed in the school readers. Later, it was printed by itself with pictures. Then it was translated into German, French, and many other languages. 
It was even made into Braille, which is the raised printing that blind children read with their fingers. But never has it been given to us in such attractive a form as in this book. It has happened that almost all the children in the world know this poem. How few of them know any Hebrew. Every Christmas Eve, the young men studying to be ministers at the General Theological Seminar, New York City, put a holly wreath around Dr. Moore's picture, which is on the wall of their dining room. Why? Because he gave because he gave the ground on which the General Theological Seminary stands? Because he wrote a Hebrew dictionary? No. They do it because he was the author of A Visit from St. Nicholas. Most of the children probably know the words of the poem. They are old, but the pictures that Miss Jessie Wilcox Smith has painted for this edition of it are new. All the children probably have seen other pictures painted by Miss Smith showing children at uh, showing children at other seasons of the year. How much they will enjoy looking at these pictures showing children on that night that all children like best, Christmas Eve. And that concludes the introduction. Before I start the reading of the actual poem, let me just say that I do regret not having children or grandchildren of my own to read this to. And so I'm so delighted to have the opportunity to share it with you all because we are all children at heart. So here we go. Hang on, let me grab another sip of water here. <sighs> All right. Twas the night before Christmas when all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. The children were nestled all snug in their beds while visions of sugar plums danced in their heads. And Mama in her kerchief and I in my cap had just settled our brains for a long winter's nap. When out on the lawn there arose such a clatter, I sprang from the bed to see what was the matter. Away to the window I flew like a flash, tore open the shutters and threw up the sash. The moon on the breast of the new-fallen snow gave the luster of midday to objects below. When, what to my wondering eye should appear, but a miniature sleigh and eight tiny reindeer. With a little old driver so lively and quick, I knew in a moment it must be St. Nick. More rapid than eagles, his coursers, they came. And he whistled and shouted and called them my name. Now, Dasher, now, Dancer, now, Prancer and Vixen. On, Comet, on, Coop, Cupid, on, Donner and Blitzen. To the top of the porch, to the top of the wall. Now, dash away, dash away, dash away all. 
As dry leaves before the wild hurricanes fly, when they meet with an obstacle, mount to the sky. So up to the housetop, the coursers, they, they flew with a sleigh full of toys and St. Nicholas too. And then in a twinkling, I heard on the roof the prancing and pawing of each little hoof. As I drew in my head and was turning around, down the chimney, St. Nicholas came with a bound. He was dressed all in fur from his head to his foot, and his clothes were all tarnished with ashes and soot. A bundle of toys he had flung on his back, and he looked like a peddler just opening his pack. His eyes, how they twinkled, his dimples, how merry. His cheeks were like roses, his nose like a cherry. His drool little mouth was drawn up like a bow. And the beard of his chin was as white as the snow. The stump of a pipe he held tight in his teeth. And the smoke, it encircled his head like a wreath. He had a broad face and a little round belly that shook when he lapped like a bowl full of jelly. He was chubby and plump, a right jolly old elf. And I laughed when I saw him in spite of myself. A wink of his eye and a twist of his head soon gave me to know I had nothing to dread. He spoke not a word, but went straight to his work and filled all the stockings, then turned with a jerk and laying his finger aside of his nose and giving a nod up the chimney, he rose. He sprang to his sleigh, to his team gave a whistle, and away they all flew like the down of a thistle. But I heard him exclaim, ere he drove out of sight, Happy Christmas to all, and to all a good night. The end. So, do we have any more hands? Uh, yes, ma'am, you do. And it is exactly 10 of, and Ray, okay. you may unmute. I'm going to. All right. Okay. Hey, Abby, it's uh, Ray Campbell again. I'm going to, this make my last, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go here in a second, but um, I just wanted to say that was, you, you were a beautiful reader. That was excellent. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, I saw you many years ago. I saw a version of the night before, Twas the Night Before Christmas, Florida style. Um, oh. Probably was in a Braille magazine or something like that. But the only thing I remember from it is Santa Claus, he didn't drive a sleigh, he drove a sports car in Florida. <laughs> and, um, and I'm going to uh, leave you all with the immortal words of Joe Diffie. Merry Christmas, y'all, and all of y'all a good night. All <laughs> right. I like take that. It Le- take it from Leroy, <laughs> the redneck reindeer. Oh, that, cool. With that, I'm out of here. Merry Christmas, everybody. And uh, oh, thank you, Ray. And Karen and says the same Merry Christmas to, And the well. same to you. All right. The same Merry to you, Ray. Ray. Thank you so much. Good night. Good night. All right. Anybody hello. Anybody else? That was hello. fabulous. Okay. Now, let's see. I don't see any hands up. No more hands. Well, how do you raise, guess, how do you raise hands? 
Okay, oh. well, okay, you came in late. Is this Marsha? No, this is Connie, and I couldn't get oh, in hi, because Connie. I couldn't dial the numbers. I couldn't dial the numbers fast enough. So this okay, we are good here. now. I just saw okay. Marsha was the only unfamiliar name I didn't recognize. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Can you hear me? Are you on the phone? Are you this on your is phone, Connie? This is Marsha. Hi. Okay. Hang on a minute, Marsha. Okay. Okay, Connie. Uh, okay, you're on your cell phone. Okay. Star. Star. Uh, star nine is raising your hand. If you're on your, if it's a flip phone or a landline phone, it's star nine. Are you on your? Uh, but you're you're good now. You're unmuted. Oh, you are unmuted. Okay. Yeah, so go ahead. Well, Connie, do you, you want to go ahead and, t and share your memories, Connie? Go ahead. That's how to you. I'm just too frustrated right now because I couldn't get in. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Anyway. Oh, darn it. Oh, anyway, shoot. I don't, I can, you know. Go uh, ahead. Uh, You're fine. You're fine, Connie. You're good. Okay. Go ahead. Well, back when I was a little kid in the 1940s, with this, during the Second World War, my parents and two of my mother's siblings and her families all ended up in three different places in California built, helping to repair ships for the war. And so one Christmas night, we'd always go over to my cousins that had four of their seven kids at that time and at night. And then, and then this one night, um, Santa Claus came because I guess it was Christmas Eve. And he uh, spoke to me, but he said I was a naughty girl. I didn't know what he meant, why I'd been naughty, because I didn't think I had. But he'd give me my doll anyway. And uh, and my sister, her name is, my name is Connie Jane. Her name is Patricia Ann. But she got so nervous, so scared, she said she was Connie Jane Grip. Oh, interesting. Huh. Well, I can't. That that it that that that's definitely an interesting story, Connie. And then one, right. only one other one. Only one okay. other one was uh, um, when when um, my father appeared one Christmas Eve and brought us a table and chairs that originally was from my cousin. But we didn't get scared that night. But normally we had our Christmases on Christmas Day. That's why we had to go to bed so Santa could come. So that's why we've had mainly had our memories on Christmas Day rather than Christmas Eve. Okay. Well, that's great, Connie. Thank you so much for sharing. Uh, do we have any other hands, Cindy? Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we have two Beths on here. So not New Mexico Beth, the other Beth. <laughs> oh, Beth Terranova. Yes, I'm the I'm the Virginia Beach Beth. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> Abby, I just wanted to say how much I enjoyed you reading that. My dad used to read that to all of us, and it was a pleasure hearing you read it. And I just wanted to say thank you for doing that, and thank you for doing this program. This has been really awesome. So I've been enjoying it. Thank you very oh, much. Oh, good. Well, thank you so much. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Thank you. All right. Anybody else? Okay. I think Marsha wanted to say something, but Marsha, did you want to say something? I'm sorry. Okay. I, I just came in to hear you uh, to hear you uh, say the story and and just to say hi. I, okay. Know, 
Okay, well, that's great. Well, I'm glad you, I'm glad you came. That's wonderful. So am I. We, that's great. Have a Merry Christmas. And the same to you. Are there any other hands, Cindy? Um, let's see. No, ma'am. Okay, you know, it is getting, it is getting close to the top of the hour, isn't it? <laughs> All right, so, well, I think we'll just wrap things up. In closing, let me just um, echo what Santa's sentiments in the poem. I wish you all a Merry Christmas and a good night. This is Abby Taylor. Thank you for joining me. Okay, thanks, Beth. All right. And thank you, and thank you, Cindy, for hosting. And thank you, Debbie, for streaming. And it's wonderful. Thank you all for your participation. And good night. We'll see you all. Some of you tomorrow at karaoke, probably.